Adobe presents Thinking Beyond the Third-Party Cookie, your guide to a world without third-party cookies. Let's travel back more than two decades ago to a world without third-party tracking cookies, those handy pieces of code added to web browsers that retain user data to offer personalized web experiences. Browsing the internet was the same for everyone, whether you were a college student in Abu Dhabi or a retiree in Zurich. And data privacy concerns were almost non-existent, for the average web user at least. Fast forward to today, and the digital world looks very different. eMarketer reports that more than 77% of websites use tracking cookies, as do 82% of all digital ads. As a result, the web has become ultra-personal, recognizing users' locations, browsing history, preferences, and more. But for many, ultra-personal is too personal. Consumers don't like the feeling of being tracked across the internet. According to eHealthcare Solutions, 70% of U.S. adults are calling for data regulation reform, and eMarketer found that 63% of internet users believe companies should delete their online data immediately. The public sensitivity to data privacy has triggered big changes from Silicon Valley. Firefox began blocking third-party cookies in 2019, and more recently cracked down on trackers that use caches to create super cookies. Apple followed suit in 2020 and disabled third-party cookies in Safari and discontinued support of its IDFA, Identifier for Advertisers, in iOS 14. The final nail in the coffin? Google announced in 2020 that it would block all third-party cookies in Chrome by the end of 2022 and that it will not create alternative identifiers to track individuals as they browse the web, nor will it use them in its products. Cookies are going extinct, fast, leaving marketers to deal with the fallout. Transforming customer acquisition and retention strategies on a dime is a daunting task, but we believe this cloud has a huge silver lining, because cookies were never a perfect solution to begin with. In this guide, we'll take a comprehensive look at why third-party cookies don't deliver the customer relationships you want, how their disappearance will affect marketing, and practical steps you can take to transition successfully to a personalized, effective, cookie-less future. Part 1. Getting Real About Third-Party Cookies When you buy display media with an ad network, third-party cookies can help you track browsing behavior collect demographic and geographic information, and harness this third-party data to gain valuable insights into customer interests, all of which can be used to create targeted digital ads. While it's true that you're losing a monumental capability with the demise of the cookie, this shouldn't overshadow a more important point. Third-party data makes up a huge portion of data spending for many businesses. eMarketer estimates well over half of U.S. budgets. And despite existing policies against third-party cookies in browsers such as Safari and Mozilla, year-over-year spending on third-party data has increased, according to IAB. If you look at marketing as an investment, your company's money in exchange for your customers' attention, then some diversification is badly needed. Over-reliance on one marketing tactic can be just as dangerous as investing in only one company's stock and third-party cookies are like a stock whose fundamentals aren't sound. The Personalization and Privacy Paradox The biggest downside to third-party cookies is that consumers don't trust them 
and that erodes their trust in your brand. Cookies are hard to avoid, and permission pop-ups don't relieve customer uneasiness because they aren't truly transparent. Most people would need a lawyer to interpret the fine print, which, as Vox explains, means customers usually click accept cookies without reading the disclaimer. After years of demanding greater transparency and control over privacy, the public has succeeded in getting government policies passed, such as GDPR, which stands for General Data Protection Regulation, in Europe, and CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, in the United States. Both GDPR and CCPA broke new ground in terms of consumer data protections, but they also caused their fair share of frustration among businesses and users. Compliance has been a struggle for many companies, enforcement is difficult, and consumers are left with only slightly greater transparency, plus the burden of responsibility for understanding the data privacy ecosystem. Still, consumers don't want to let go of personalization. A McKinsey report showed that despite privacy concerns, 80% of customers expect a tailored experience on the web, and they're looking to you to resolve that paradox for them. Take it from Asa Willock, Director of Product Operations and Strategy at Adobe and a leading expert on personalization and privacy. Customers want brands to interact with them in a new way. The Customer Identity Crisis Given that effective and ethical personalization is the gold standard in digital marketing, it's surprising how much marketers still rely on third-party cookies, which are ineffective at gathering data across unique devices and in individual web browsers. Facebook Vice President Brian Boland predicted the demise of cookie-based measurement back in 2014 in an ad age op-ed. He said, We'll look at cookie-based measurement in two years the same way we look at a tricked-out 1992 Dell today antiquated and inefficient. And as the next web reports, campaigns using third-party cookies overstated ad reach by 89%, understated frequency by 47%, and understated display and video conversions by 41%. Inaccuracies like these make it impossible to determine if your ads are reaching the right people and achieving the desired results. The reality is that today, Overreliance on cookies may actually hurt personalization efforts. When cookies were first implemented, the average consumer had access to only one connected device, and you could reasonably associate every device with a specific user. But Statista reports that today's consumer has access to about 10 connected devices. Making the customer experience consistent across all devices is critical to establishing value. But that's a tall order if you rely on third-party data. For example, a customer might make a purchase in transit on a smartphone before sitting down at their laptop later the same day. Third-party cookies recognize only the device, not the customer, which means people will still receive ads on their laptop for the item they just purchased. That subpar experience is likely to annoy them or feel like a disconnect, which ultimately reflects on you. And you've wasted your marketing dollars on a bad ad spend, a waste that compounds over time. The AI Assist We reached out to Sherry Bockstein of IMB to get a partner perspective on how the cookie-less feature will transform the advertising industry and why artificial intelligence, AI, will be at the center of that transformation. Bockstein agreed that the path forward is not about replacing the third-party cookie. Instead, 
It's about designing a sustainable long-term solution that delivers better results for marketers. For us to make formidable, much-needed changes to the whole ecosystem, we can't be using point solutions. We also need to avoid challenges with privacy legislation and options that give big tech too much power to remove identifiers and make decisions for all of us. Third-party cookies informed marketers only about the past, and that's simply not good enough anymore. The way forward is going to take a combination of first- and second-party data. We have such amazing technology that can help us predict the behaviors of consumers. Transforming the advertising industry depends on putting all your effort behind AI, because it's proven. We know it works. AI augments, not replaces, human thinking. It can take massive data sets and see patterns. And it is incredibly powerful because you can achieve scale. For example, Boxstein's publishing platform sees 350 million consumers every month. She doesn't need to collect identifiers from all of them in order to deliver to her marketing team or partner brands. That's because AI uses the environmental data and consumer behaviors to create insights. It can look at consumer behaviors and decide in real time what advertising creative is best suited for that user. So while you and your friend might be looking at the same website, you'll see different ads because the AI has learned what messaging and images resonate with you versus them. And it's all done without knowing who you are. Boxstein says there are three things everyone should be thinking about right now. The first is being consumer-minded providing consumers with relevant, valuable content while protecting their privacy. Second is building long-term, sustainable solutions that won't face threats, that will help us drive revenue across the entire ecosystem. And third is sharing tech across the entire open web. It shouldn't be held back by one walled garden. This is the transformation that needs to happen. Part 2 Confronting Acquisition Challenges in a Cookieless World For all the shortcomings of third-party cookies, the marketing industry doesn't have a perfect answer for how to acquire customers without them. Third-party data may be a blunt instrument, but it's easy to obtain, affordable, and vast in quantity. Although panic hasn't set in yet, marketers are waking up to the profound change they're facing. As eConsultancy reports, only 36% of marketers feel they have a good handle on what a cookie-less future will look like. And Epsilon found that most marketers feel unprepared for this change, with 63% feeling disappointed, frustrated, overwhelmed, helpless, and even confused. The obvious answer to the loss of third-party cookies is that they'll be replaced with first-party data, data shared willingly by the consumer. Mike Ragusa, Senior Expert Solutions Consultant at Adobe, predicts, Going into 2022, first-party data and known consumer IDs are going to be the common currency for the advertising landscape, and those types of identities that transcend digital online presence, such as email and phone number. First-party data checks all the boxes. It's personal, durable, and transparent. In an ideal world, marketers would have access to all the first-party data they needed so they could deliver stunning, unique experiences without ever crossing any privacy boundaries. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as that. First-party data presents several considerable hurdles to customer acquisition. The first, diminished scale. 
First-party data can be hard to obtain. Unlike third-party data, you have to earn it. There isn't a shortcut that money can buy. All types of companies, whether they're high authentication or low, will need to solve the puzzle of how to gain more first-party data in a cookie-less future. Third-party data, even when pseudonymous, has always worked reasonably well for customer acquisition because of its sheer volume. It's the digital equivalent of handing out flyers in a neighborhood that meets your general demographic requirements. You develop audience awareness, capture some interest, and convert a certain number of people into customers. These conversions don't cost you too much money, but you run the risk of annoying some people and wasting budget on people who weren't a good fit to begin with. It isn't perfect, but it gets the job done. First-party data, on the other hand, comes from the customers you already have, not the ones you want to convert. As you gather first-party data, you'll be able to serve your existing customers better than ever, but it won't help you acquire any new ones. Ragusa cautions, precision is going to increase, but scale may very well decrease. You'll have to find success using a much smaller data signal in a much shorter period of time. Asa Willock gives her take with this. You don't have three interactions where you can buy data in advance, personalize a little bit when customers show up, and then court them after the fact in case they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Here's another hurdle. The limitations of walled gardens. In response to the limitations of their own first-party data, many businesses are tempted to rely on other companies who are naturally rich in authenticated users and first-party data and who allow other businesses to use that data for targeted advertising on their platforms. Think Facebook, Google, and Amazon, closed-loop ecosystems that will command even more digital marketing power once cookies vanish. These kinds of companies are often called walled gardens. Walled gardens specialize in what Facebook first called people-based marketing. The term means just what it sounds like, forming relationships with individual consumers and reacting in the moment, a strategy that takes inspiration from the days when in-person shopping was a customer's only option. Customers guided their own experiences according to their preferences, and everything happened in real time. The goal of modern people-based marketing is to translate the in-person experience into a digital one. Invoca Senior Content Marketing Manager Owen Ray sums it up well. In the walled gardens of Google, Amazon, and Facebook, the customer remains logged in with these ecosystems across devices. There's a lot to learn from this people-based approach when it comes to encouraging authentication as a way to navigate a cookie-less world. But when it comes to relying on walled gardens for customer acquisition, there are some potential pitfalls to consider such as the loss of control over data. The third-party cookie marketplace was free and open. Companies could buy or sell data as they saw fit, maintaining total independence over their own first- and third-party data. Within walled garden ecosystems, however, this isn't the case. Depending on the arrangement between a company and a walled garden, the walled garden may gain access, or even ownership, over a company's data. Because of the increasing value of first-party data, as well as the increasing power of walled gardens, handing over data ownership can put businesses at a disadvantage. If you decide to work with a walled garden, proceed with caution. Then, there's the loss of control over analytics. Walled gardens, Google in particular, 
don't give their partner companies access to the raw data they need to run their own analytics. While walled gardens offer analytics services of their own, this scenario lacks transparency, preventing companies from slicing and dicing their data in the way that best serves their unique needs. Be careful of partner organizations that insist on grading their own homework, especially when they don't allow you to double-check their work. The transition away from third-party cookies should increase transparency at every level, including analytics. While working with walled gardens may be the right choice for some companies, know what you're getting into before you sign a contract. Walled gardens are already coming under scrutiny for monopolizing search, social networking, and online marketplaces. Working with Google and Facebook only reinforces the stranglehold they have on the digital advertising market. The customer experience comes first. We reached out to Brad Herndon of Accenture Interactive for his perspective on how brands can track customers more effectively than ever and create experiences that put their needs first. He explained that this is an opportune time for marketers to prioritize first-party data, identity graphs, and other in-house data repositories. These data sources should be independently owned, designed, and maintained. He also stressed that it's critical to centralize customer and other owned first-party data, like site behavior, into a holistic customer view and establish a persistent cross-channel customer ID. Organizations can no longer afford for customer data to be owned by IT and behavioral data to be owned by marketing. While prioritizing first-party data is important, first-party data acquisition cannot be a tactic in itself. It needs to complement reimagined customer experiences. We're living in a time when evolving and creating meaningful experiences is more important and effective than ever. With the emergence of real-world AI and machine learning capabilities, there are an increasing number of new and unique ways to understand customer interest, preferences, and motivations, so you can create a unique value exchange that puts the customer first. Data should also be enabled across all organizational units and platforms, ad tech, martech, and more, for audience segmentation, targeting, and measurement, so that it can be used consistently to inform creative and content all the way through to media activation. A number of new and existing technology platforms can help brands begin to move away from cookie reliance. Many ad tech companies are investing in privacy-compliant, anonymized ID solutions that promise to provide a persistent understanding of behavior and performance. Ad tech players are coming together to share anonymized IDs through unified frameworks and co-ops. While a large and growing pool of participants sharing IDs does increase accuracy and match rates, it's still too early to judge effectiveness and long-term viability. Also remember that some tech companies provide and continue to evolve server-side data collection and distribution capabilities, preventing a reliance on browsers, and by extension, cookies. Ultimately, more effective technologies will evolve. In the meantime, deploying the existing solutions described above in conjunction with a proprietary data set and appropriate publishing partnerships can help brands track consumers effectively even after all the cookies are gone. Part 3. Planning for success without the third-party cookie. If you don't have all the first-party data you need to succeed without third-party cookies, there are plenty of ways you can continue to develop your audience and start reaching new ones. There's no single correct path forward, 
so the approach will look a little bit different for every company. Let's cover four strategies. Strategy one, earn authentication to build authentic relationships. The most straightforward way a company can gain more first-party data is simply to ask for it. If you don't already have an authentication strategy in place, you should consider creating one. Authentication could be signing up for a newsletter or signing into an account using an email address or phone number. From there, every action taken on a business's web property is stored in that customer's profile, adding value at all levels, individual, segment, and full customer base. We're already starting to see companies requiring more forms of authentication in 2021. As nearly all companies start collecting authentication data, they'll be able to provide better customer experiences everywhere their customers go, all while maintaining ownership of their first-party data. In a cookie-less world, authentication can no longer be an afterthought, especially if you want to steer clear of walled gardens. Are universal identifiers the solution? Let's discuss their pros and cons. Ever since third-party cookies started going away, Companies such as IAB Tech Lab's Digitrust, the Advertising ID Consortium, and Trade Desk's Unified ID 2.0 have been working to replace them with universal identifiers. That is, identifiers that can work within and outside of your own web domains. While the idea has its merits, it also has a few downsides. Introducing yet another piece of data into your system creates a delay, which is the opposite of what you want in a world of real-time personalization. Plus, the wide array of emerging identifiers suggests that no one system might actually become universal. Instead of another ID, marketers need a system that can stitch together all the right pieces of data, such as a customer's email address or phone number, and apply them across channels. This is one great reason to make sure you're on top of your authentication strategy. Upfront authentication isn't an absolute. It doesn't make sense for every type of business. For example, in finance and healthcare, it makes sense to authenticate users at the start because you're dealing with sensitive personal information. In other industries, such as manufacturing or media, you might ask users to authenticate only when they reach a certain point in the customer journey. Here are some authentication best practices. Number one, start by evaluating your current authentication practices, including whether authentication is right for your company. Your goal is to capture as much first-party data as you can while offering a wonderful customer experience. What could you start, stop, or change to make this possible? Number two, place your authentication prompt at the most appropriate place in the customer journey for your business, whether that's upfront during the consideration phase or down the line at the moment of purchase. If you aren't sure where to ask for authentication, Try testing several options until the answer is clear. And number three, avoid making your authentication request purely transactional. It should be a positive and natural part of the overall customer experience. Whether you're a high or low authentication brand, authentication and first-party data won't give you access to customers when they're outside your web properties. What authentication can do is encourage your customers to form a more direct, transparent, one-to-one relationship with you. To make these strategies more concrete, let's apply them to the consumer packaged goods and finance industries. Michael Klein, Global Director of Industry Strategy and Marketing at Adobe, 
has this to say about strategies for consumer packaged goods and other low-authentication industries. If there's a good relationship and a good return of value for being part of your program, there's quite often a wealth of information that could be shared by a consumer with a retailer. Klein recommends offering a quid pro quo to customers, such as compelling content, discounts, or other benefits. Other recommendations from Klein include getting your SEO in order. Strong organic search placement will help with acquisition and soften the blow of losing third-party cookies. Finding the right data partnerships. Sharing second-party data with complementary companies can expand your reach without giving up your autonomy. Considering a subscription model. While subscriptions won't help increase your reach, they can strengthen customer relationships and provide recurring revenue. As for strategies for finance and other high-authentication industries, Christopher Young, Director of Financial Services Industry Strategy at Adobe, recommends asking these four questions. How can I prepare my organization for the coming changes? How do I handle privacy in the collection of customer data? How do I collect the data that I need right now? How can I connect this data to a robust customer profile? Young explains, in financial services, there's a higher degree of scrutiny and sensitivity toward risk. Privacy and consent management really matter. For high authentication industries, maintaining your existing customers' trust is more important than building out your first-party data. Young urges privacy-forward companies to find technology with rock-solid security and consent management tools. That way, as you scale, you never fall out of compliance. Strategy 2. Share the data wealth through partnerships. Asa Willock has this to say about forming data partnerships. You're going to need to augment your data. This means a second-party data exchange where you can work with other well-known brands, brands that matter to you or your consumer. Second-party data can help you expand your reach and increase customer acquisition because the data is shared among a network of companies allowing each one to advertise across the others. It has many of the benefits of third-party data, but at a smaller scale. There are three types of data partnerships to consider. There are private partnerships. In a private partnership, two companies share first-party data with one another in a closed-loop system. This can be beneficial for organizations with highly sensitive information or those that have strong existing partnerships for example, credit card companies and hotel chains. For most companies, however, private partnerships won't help you achieve meaningful scale. There are data co-ops. Three or more complementary companies sharing data constitutes a data co-op. Each member of the co-op should relate to the others in a meaningful way, because outside of your own web domain, you'll be able to reach customers only on your partner sites, and this reflects on your brand. And then there are walled gardens. Essentially a mixture of the two other types of partnerships, walled gardens offer you a direct one-to-one -one data relationship that may include data from their other partners. However, as we discussed earlier, you could lose control of your data and analytics. So proceed with caution and consider using tactics that minimize the negative effects, such as placing ads in walled gardens that push customers back to your site. For most companies, Working with a data co-op is the best and safest option to reach customers at scale.
Gary Walter at AdAge offers five best practices for finding and maintaining the ideal data partnerships. Number one, start by getting on the same page. Understand what your partners want to achieve through the partnership and why your brands, as well as your data, complement one another. Number two, make sure your standards are similar. When it comes to privacy and compliance, you can never play it too safe. Make sure your partners won't become a liability. Number three, source good data the right way. Every partner needs to source data ethically and ensure its quality to maintain customer trust across the co-op. Number four, keep your data fresh. Data doesn't last forever. Be sure you and your partners agree on how to update, cleanse, and reconcile your data. Number five, include all the right types of data. To get what you need out of the partnership, specify what data mix you require as well as what types of data you can offer. Strategy three, put your campaigns in context. If you've been in marketing long, you're probably familiar with contextual targeting. It was a popular method of web advertising before behavior-based personalization tools arrived on the scene, but it's still used as a complementary tool. The strategy is simple. Advertise to customers based not on their individual preferences, but on the nature of the content they're engaging with. You don't need any customer data at all to do contextual targeting, but the problem is that different customers engage with content for different reasons. For example, a user might read an article about getting a good deal on a used car on a publisher's website. The user could be a first-time car buyer, a parent looking to surprise his teenager with her first car, an experienced driver looking for buying tips, or even a non-driver doing research on the automobile industry. Without information on the user, there's a good chance a contextual ad will miss the mark. Fortunately, two fresh approaches to contextual targeting can improve your results. The first, activate your situational data. The subject matter of your content is only a fraction of the information available to you. Within your own web domain, you can determine where and when a user is visiting your site and use that information to target specific types of customers. While situational data has its limits, it can be useful. For example, a clothing company can serve up different ads in January to a user in the Florida Keys and a user in upstate New York. And second, work directly with publishers in a data co-op. Instead of working with a complementary brand, Partner with media companies and content-producing organizations that are losing ad revenue with the demise of the cookie. These publishers know their content better than anyone else, and they have an abundance of first-party data to use to ensure customers see the right ads at the right time. As Seb Joseph of Digiday writes, while platform companies like Google and Facebook control an abundance of data about consumer purchases, they don't own an abundance of content like publishers do. Therefore, these platform companies cannot collect as much data about people's engagement with content. For advertisers with large customer databases, availing themselves of the opportunity to match their own data to the unique rich datasets owned by publishers is a safe, effective bet in a market with a growing scarcity of quality audience intelligence. Beware of outdated data management platforms. Platform solutions that worked in the era of the third-party cookie won't serve you in the new marketing landscape. For example, 
Over time, a data management platform, DMP, will be phased out as a result of industry changes. The difference will be obvious when a first-time visitor comes to your site. Klein gives a sneak peek. There will potentially be a degradation of the first page experience. Businesses may not be able to recognize customers when they hit their first web page, so that could be a less personalized experience. But once customers start navigating to the rest of the website, businesses with the right technology can read those signals in real time and deliver an even better experience. They can also use the valuable first-party data they're collecting for a variety of marketing and advertising purposes across every channel. To do this, marketers need two tools a customer data platform, or CDP, and real-time capabilities. CDPs are built specifically for complete data management across sources and types, and the best CDPs have consumer trust and scalability at their core. By assimilating all user data into individual profiles, you'll get a full view of customers that you can use at the top and middle of the sales funnel, from acquisition and prospecting, to retargeting and growing lifetime value. As for real-time capabilities, with contemporary technology, you can capture important data points as they happen, customer behavior, purchases, service inquiries, and more. Willick breaks it down for us. The machinery that you build as an organization at scale should be able to keep up with your customers' interests. Just like your favorite barista at your coffee shop should be able to keep up with the kinds of things that you're interested in, without needing your name, your email, your phone number, and your social security number. Strategy four, develop a strategy for lifetime value. Meaningful relationships with customers drive business growth, and technology has made it possible to build those relationships at scale through personalization and high-touch customer experiences. Still, success has always been measured by the value you offer your customers, and that won't change in a cookie-less world. The hard truth of the new paradigm is that you may not be able to reach the same number of customers you could before. The third-party cookie was primarily about quantity. The new reality shifts the focus back to value. But the value you offer over a lifetime of engagement with dedicated customers, not the value you offer to as many customers as you can acquire. So, we just covered four strategies to help your business succeed in a cookie-less world. Now, let's talk about your plan to invest in your existing customers in a way you didn't before. Go deep. We got Merkel's audience management director, Katie Lee, to share some ways brands can adopt new data strategies and technologies to deepen relationships with customers. She says executives and leaders need to look at the coming transition as an opportunity to evaluate how much they're relying on third-party data. The first step is to do an audit on your identity space, technology, and data. How is your business currently using different IDs? And what and how are you budgeting for the digital media world? You might be surprised by what you find. Then, you need to look at the new technology that can help. If you're still using a DMP, it might be time to consider migrating to a CDP, which is custom-built to handle identity challenges. DMPs and CDPs share a lot of similarities, so you can use the learnings, principles, and governance developed for DMPs to kickstart your CDP. Lee cautions that it can be tempting to try to use the best vendors in every category, but this can be problematic. 
Tech solutions, even if they are best in class, won't serve you if they don't talk to one another. For example, if your personalization technology draws from data that's several months old, are you really giving your customers the best possible experience? It's important to seize this opportunity to update your technology and data strategies so you can go deeper with customers than third-party data ever made possible. Think of it like online dating. You can connect with a ton of people, but you don't really have relationships with them until you put in the work. A big number of connections alone won't get you anywhere. In the past, with DMPs and third-party cookies, the trend was to get as many people as possible inside the door. But for a business to be successful in the long run, you need to sustain and nurture each relationship. There are lots of positives here because we're moving past the anonymous crowd into relationships with individuals. There are a few ways to make this work in practice. The first thing you need is some form of value exchange. You can't expect customers to give you their data for no reason. There are tons of ways to do this. Coupons, rebates, discounts. Businesses also add value through gaming. You can gamify your loyalty program, for example, to draw people further into your brand's ecosystem. Regardless of how you get your first-party data, the important thing is what you do with that data afterwards. It's all about how you nurture the relationship and deepen it over time. Part 4. Putting it all together. Your step-by-step guide to creating a cookie-less strategy. We've outlined a high-level vision for a cookie-less future and shared some best practices. Now, we'll distill those concepts into a practical set of actions. Justin Miracle, Vice President of Business Development for Adobe Experience Cloud, recommends the following steps. Step one, assess where you are. Before you jump into building and enacting your cookie-less strategy, take a realistic look at how your company handles first-party data. Ask your team, how are we currently capturing first-party data? What customer journeys are most successful in capturing first-party data? How can we replicate or improve our customer journeys to promote greater data sharing? Think of this exercise as building a solid foundation for cookie-less marketing. The better you understand how your organization gets its first-party data, the more you can do to increase it. Step two, streamline to a single domain. Disconnected domains fragment your first-party data pool, making it harder to apply personalization and gather insights across your web properties. When you use a single domain, you can ensure that all customers, new or returning, benefit from your full data pool. Take action. Evaluate whether your business can streamline web domains, and if possible, do so. Get visibility into behavior with customer profiles and gain insights with analytics. Store your data safely outside the browser to avoid losing important profile information. Step three, consolidate your data. Whether or not you choose to operate in a single web domain, keep all customer data in one place. When customer data lives in silos, you have only a partial view of your audience and can't offer the best possible experiences. Without third-party data to cast an ultra-wide net for acquisition, treating your existing customers with care is extra important. Take action. Create unified customer profiles. Deliver high-caliber, personalized experiences across every channel. Ensure your technology complies with regional and organizational governance requirements. 
Step 4. Capture Durable Identifiers Durable identifiers, meaning data that rarely expires, such as email addresses and phone numbers acquired through authentication, are the gold standard. They provide a stable data foundation you can build on over time. Take action. Evaluate the types of first-party data you're currently collecting. Consider implementing or updating your authentication strategy. Ask customers to verify and update their emails and phone numbers regularly. Step 5. Use contextual targeting. Across your own partner's web domains, use contextual targeting to reach new and existing audiences and create brand awareness. Today's contextual targeting is highly advanced, and the best partners process content from a huge number of web pages every day, gathering insights and associations that cover thousands of topics. Take action. Find ways to sell, cross-sell, or upsell audiences within your own domain based on context. Build contextual advertising relationships with partner organizations. Work closely with partners to ensure your marketing campaigns coordinate with your chosen contexts. Step 6. Use publisher targeting. Similar in many ways to contextual targeting, publisher targeting takes your ads a step further. By applying their own first-party data and insights along with yours, top publishers like the New York Times or WebMD can target audiences with a high degree of specificity. Depending on your needs, you can choose to work with an individual publisher or a coalition. Unlike working with a walled garden such as Facebook and Amazon, you can keep and run analytics on your own data. Take action. Locate a publisher or publishing coalition whose content relates to your business. Carefully review the publisher's audience base to ensure coordination with your own. Optimize your campaigns regularly to ensure the best possible performance across publisher sites. Step 7. Follow privacy regulations and guidelines. Respect for consumer privacy is the motivating force behind the depreciation of third-party cookies. Monitor existing data governance policies and proactively listen to and respect your customers' wishes regarding data privacy. Take action. Ensure your marketing technology automatically applies all relevant privacy regulations. Maintain an open conversation about privacy with any data-sharing partner organizations. Stay up to date on GDPR, CCPA, and other privacy laws. While nobody knows just what the cookie-less future has in store, following these guidelines will put you in a good position to gain and retain customers without third-party data. Revisit your marketing strategy regularly to make sure you're keeping up with the latest tools, technologies, and best practices. And remember that when you put your customers first, no matter what type of data they have to offer, you'll always be on the right path. How to Turn Customers into Advocates We connected with Joe Obringer of Capgemini to share strategies for turning consumers into advocates so you can drive business growth. According to Obringer, businesses should use this paradigm shift as an opportunity to further engage their existing customers and to expand their customer base through tactics such as referrals, social sharing, influencers, and loyalty programs. Creating advocates out of your customers will help build your base more organically, and in many cases, less expensively. There's no doubt you'll need more creative ways to attract your audience. However, your business sees and differentiates itself in the marketplace. Double down on that approach to acquire new customers. 
Whether it's price with sales and discounts, quality with money-back guarantees, or features with something new and different. The risk with the elimination of third-party cookies is that you'll be targeting the same customers over and over again. That's valuable, but it won't grow your base. Obringer highlights that you need to provide value to new customers so they feel more comfortable and willing to share their information. Make sure they understand that the data will be used to help them find products more easily or provide them with discounts or special offers. Learning more about your customers can help personalize their experience, whether that's through the website, marketing communications, or social channels. That will make them more likely to recommend the business to others. To recap, you were just given seven steps for putting it all together and creating a cookie-less strategy that puts the customer first. Access where you are. Streamline to a single domain. Consolidate your data. Capture durable identifiers. Use contextual targeting. Use publisher targeting. And follow privacy regulations and guidelines. Adobe can help with our four pillars of cookie-less customer acquisition. Pillar one, get smart with customer journey analytics. Get the full picture on how customers move through your sales funnel across every channel, online and off. With all your data stitched together in one place, you'll gain entirely new metrics and dimensions that automatically populate into analysis workspace, where you can gain incredible insights into your customer journeys. Pillar two, pave the path to authentication with real-time personalization. Personalize the customer journey in real time. By responding to every data signal in milliseconds, Adobe Target helps you create unique paths that lead customers toward a deeper relationship with your business on their terms. Pillar three, activate your first-party data with customer journey management. Put your first-party data to work with cohesive, real-time customer-led experiences. With tools such as journey orchestration, you have the scale, speed, and intelligence to automate unique journeys across all owned channels. Offer value faster, reduce attrition, and increase lifetime value by providing customers with the best experience in every moment. Pillar four, expand your audience, acquire new customers, and get true insights with bias-free advertising. Connect with customers outside your own domains, even within walled gardens, via second-party data partnerships. Deliver targeted experiences and set up ad suppression for existing customers. Use lookalike modeling to reach new audiences. Get unbiased performance analysis via Attribution AI to understand your impact across every channel and segment. Gain more data and do more with your data with Adobe. Learn more at adobe.com slash go slash cookie list.